Yeah, again, I'm always uh, happy for input from everyone to help understand There's things that still need clarification. Uh, and this next, if it's still some, it's pretty straightforward, but there's still a point that I'm, I'm not clear on. I'm happy for any input. Uh, we learned previously that a person's actions um, by default are dictated by their midos unless there's some kind of intervention, a conscious intervention from a, by a person through le a level that's called ruach that governs his actions, like a person riding a horse could direct the horse. Um, we also learned that a person's midos are a result of the nature of their body and the nature of their nefesh, whatever those things mean. And yeah, that the Midos are a result of his body and his nefesh and his behavior in the previous Gilgal. Is nefesh a lower level than Ruach? Yeah, but specifically what it correlates to in our understanding of ourselves, I don't know. But it's definitely, it's considered a lower level. He's going to describe it, I think, later on again, but we'll have to see. Um, we also learned that a person's Midos can be changed and modified by slowly um, behaving in a way that's corrective of that mida and going to the opposite extreme and then going back to the middle and that uh, presents a, a correction of a person's mida. And this is where we are holding that. Now here he introduces another idea and this is where I'm not clear. Because he says in Sif Zayn, he says, Af Misha Tivora, even a person who has a negative nature, he has a bad nature, uh, he, should not, he should not oppose his nature um, completely. He should not try to live in, in a way that's oppositional to his nature. And he's going to bring examples. Because he won't be able to sustain it. It's impossible for a person to live in opposition to their fundamental nature. Uh, he's going to bring rather a person has to be himself, he has to train himself to follow the straight path in alliance or in accordance with what his nature is Limashal, for example the Gemara says a person who was born under the sign of Madim, I think they translate it as Mars, I think at our school um Right, the, uh, his astrological sign has something to do with Mars. It says, the Gemara says, he's going to be a murderer. He's going to, sorry, wrong chapter. He's going to be a person who spills blood, not a murderer, a person who spills blood. That's the Gemara, that's what it says in the Gemara. And, but the way the Evan Shlema paraphrases that Gemara, the Gemara says he will be a person who spills blood. The Evan Shlema translate that to the Mara to mean He is forced, it's, it's, it would be beyond his control to not be that. He is forced to be a person who spills blood. It's inevitable. It's beyond his scope of choice. A person who was born on that astrological sign, he, it's, it's, it's a given, it's a guarantee. He will spill blood. Um, but the Gemara says also that he can choose to either be a, a, a shochet, he could choose to shecht animals, he could 
choose to be a mohel, to do bris milas, or he could choose to be a murderer, a person who kills people. And the growth uh, correlates to these three examples that the Gemara brings to being a tzaddik or a rasha or a benoni. The person who chooses to do brises, it's a person uses his natural inclination to do mitzvahs, to do things that are positive in the world. The person who chooses to be a shofat is a benoni. He's not doing anything negative. He's not doing anything positive. Well, he's doing something positive. I, I mean, I, I, I have to take issue a little bit with this, with this group, because even though it's not per se, we do say a bracha for it and so on. I, I don't know. I don't know why he's considered a, a, a benoni. I, I don't know. Uh, I with the right intention, for sure he's doing a mitzvah. And, uh, Maybe he means it as an example, not a... Right. Like, doing a, a, a bris is for sure a mitzvah. Doing right. a shkita... Right, doing a shkita could be either way. Right. It also could mean a butcher. It doesn't have to be... So he could be the tzaddik if he's a shote, or he could be the, the no opposite if he's a... Them all, too, right. theoretically, but right. maybe just as a paradigm. As a paradigm. Right, I hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's saying, so as a paradigm, he brings the, the Gemara would bring the Shofet as the Benoni, and, uh, and the, the, the murderer as the Rasha. We hear it. And, and, and in this part, the Gemara seems to say that this is beyond the mm-hmm. person's control. And so, that we say he can't control, he just has to choose to do something positive with it, as, a pers- as opposed to a person's midos, that we said a person's able to switch. To, how do we define what's teva and what's midos? And what's the difference between them? If we say that the teva yields the midos, so I'm not clear on, in this model, what, what represents what. But he's, he seems to say that we have certain parts of ourselves that we're able to kind of make choices about being different about and adjusting and modifying on some level. And there are parts of ourselves, I guess, that are so fundamental and so uh, uh, hardwired that uh, it's, it's just it's inevitable for us to act uh, not in accordance with that part. And with that part, the only thing to do is, uh, I guess, I guess we could say sublimate it or use it in a in a in a in a yeah, in a constructive and positive way. At the end of the day, you say you can't change no matter what you want. Mm-hmm. He's saying certain things you can't change. Yeah? But, but mm-hmm. it like it's changing the use of it so that at the end, at the end of the day, he has, he has, he does have a media of of. Uh, Right, of, right. It, it, doesn't have, it doesn't manifest in a negative way, it manifests in a positive way, but, think, but it's inevitable that he's going to be inclined to pour blood. He has to pour blood. But, but, but that's still not, there's nothing bad about it. Right, nothing bad about it, obviously, yeah, 100%. He's not going to come up, but I'm saying, but that's not given to his ability to change. So before he was bringing examples, you know, a person you know, finds himself uh, strongly inclined to be angry, you know, he could tilt himself all the way to the opposite extreme and then come back to the middle and then he won't. And then, so that, those are the types of things that a person has some degree of control over uh, in changing his nature. Because we, we made a distinction between actions, is what a person does, and then the midos are somewhat of his character traits or what he's inclined to do. Uh, but it, it's not, 
And then we said that those things, a person has some kind of ability to control, and he won't be so inclined towards that behavior, to be inclined towards a different behavior, a different response. And then he's introducing a lower level, which is beyond the person's ability to control. It's just how it is. This is a per- this person is gonna spill blood. It's it's. Two, two different things. Mm-hmm. One, one is Tevin, one, one is Tevin, one is Amida. They're not the same thing. Right, right. But one, affect, one affects the other, but it's not. Right, they're not, not the same. Things. Right, right. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, I understand, I understand, but I, I'm just, just having difficulty uh, pinpointing or, or being able to, uh, to demonstrate, to show clearly what things about a person are a Tevin and what are Amida. Let's say a person... So he's instructing a person not to go to war with his teva, rather sublimate it, but when it comes to midos, he said to move them well, one step at a time towards the opposite extreme. So how does a person know within themselves what's a teva that is something that's so fundamental that they shouldn't attempt to overcome or move away from in any level they should attempt to hold on to and direct in the proper way, as opposed to a mida that a person should should be moving one step at a time in the opposite way. So how do I know within myself what is on the level of Teva that I should just let it be and what is on the level of Amida where I'm going to try to move it along? How should we translate Amida? Right, that's what I think that's part of the difficulty that I had. I think I translate, everyone calls Amidas, they say character traits. I don't know, I'm open to you know, any other. Uh, I think that's common. a common translation. If there's other recommended translation for me, though, please, please join in. Um, now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as Dr. Tanner said, if, if something is Ritava, it's not necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to change it. Right, right so but let's say you're inclined to change it. You have to change So if, let's say a person's Tava is, he's very passionate. That could be used in a positive way. It's like a gun. It could be used for good or bad. So there's no reason to, to even bother working on it. Okay, good. So we have a good definition. I think we're going in the, in the right direction. I think a teva, since a teva, it, by its nature, is not bad or good, it's just an inclination. He's going to spill blood. He, he's a morning person. He's a night person. Okay, whatever, whatever, yeah, he, he's, he's fast, he's slow, he's uh, meticulous. Uh, so, but that thing, so those things are not inherently good or bad, then a person just works with them to some degree, whereas, whereas Midos, where it's inclination towards being, uh, I don't know, angry or stingy, uh, but that's where you run into things. How about lazy? Is, is, is lazy uh, a Teva or is lazy, is lazy a Mido? I think some people, by their constitution, they're very, they're a little bit slower. How do you sublimate laziness? <laughs> Right, so we, we have an example in Nobu, so he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, uh, he's lazy to do a there. That might be like Azus. Right. He's too tired to get out of bed in the right. right. He's not, he's not in a rust. But, uh, I, like, but that's the point, I think, I don't know, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure where the line is, or what the definition, for sure there are certain things that are, it's true that a, that a person, that certain natures, would incline a person towards anger. For a person that that, that a, a person, let's say, I don't know, they, they have a, a quick mind, they're very intuitive, and uh, they're passionate, and whatever, 
combination of characteristics that a person might have that would cause them to be very inclined towards anger. So let's say that those are his tevas and those are what he has to work with and sublimate, and he's not going to change those. But the anger is where he's going to slowly move the needle to not respond in an angry way, rather to respond the way that's different to acquire a midah that's, that's, uh, that's different than what his nature is without changing his nature. His nature is going to stay the same and his midah is going to be different. I think it's your cause. I think we're working towards, I think, uh, getting a clear understanding of what the Gros is talking about. Uh, okay, and just the last part of this uh, sif, it says an uh, important uh, addition. It says, V'zesh Yekosuf, and this idea is alluded to in the Pasuk, Chanoch Lanar Al Pidarko. You have to educate a child or train a child um, really condition a child al-pidarko uh, in accordance or in alliance to his own path. What is it you train a child according to his path? It means his path is his nature according to the growth. He has a basic nature um, uh, and you're worked with educating him or trying to teach him or you're trying to habituate him into uh, constructive and positive behaviors has to be in accordance with his nature. Don't think that you could work with him in a way that is opposing to his nature and overcome his nature. You'll, you'll never win, just like with your own self, you'll never win in trying to overcome your nature, not your mitos, your actual nature, you're never going to be. It's, it's, it's immutable. So too, when you're coming to educate a child, you don't want to force them or attempt to force them to do things that are in a, man, in a manner that are contradictory to their nature. You have to do things that are uh, aligned with their nature and teach them in a way that, um, that works with their nature as opposed to opposes their nature with the expectation that they'll eventually overcome and change. Because the nature is not going to change. Um, and, there, and the Apostle concludes, Gam kiyazkin lo If you educate a child in that way, if you train a child in that way, then they'll hold on to it up to their old age. Right? Up to old age, they'll maintain that education that was given in accordance and in alliance to their actual nature. As opposed to if, the, if you try to educate him and train him in a way that's contradictory to his nature, so he says, he will obey you now because he's afraid of you. Even though it's in, in contradiction to his nature, he'll listen uh, up to a point out of fear. But as soon as you let go, he'll let go as well. Why? Because everything that was done with him was uh, not in alliance and not in accordance, not in harmony with his nature. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, it's almost like it's it's um, it's it's a, it's, a, it's inevitable that he'll. Uh, that he'll, that he'll have to throw off that type of education. It's, uh, I guess you could say, you could say it's beyond his hero to, to throw it off. We said that a, a person's nature is immutable and the person cannot uh, operate long-term in, uh, without accord, not in accord with his nature. So chinuch that was given to a child, not, uh, not in harmony, not... With, uh, with, uh, 
consideration is actual nature, it's inevitable that the child will eventually throw off everything that he was taught and it would be considered not his pira to throw that yoke off. He'd have pira to figure his life out afterwards, but that rebellion would be, I guess, beyond his pira, uh, beyond his ability to control. I think that concludes it. I should talk to everyone. Uh, to, uh,